Hello, my name is Leah Furness. I'm part of the community support team at Community First Yorkshire. For people who manage community buildings and village halls, it is becoming increasingly important to think about how to run your halls in as environmentally friendly a way as possible. But even knowing where to start with this can be a challenge. So today I am joined by Dave Gaskell, Secretary at Terrington Village Hall, who is going to share with us their experiences of conducting an energy audit. Morning, Dave. Morning, Leah. Thank you very much for joining us. Okay, no problem. Yeah. Um, so firstly, why did you decide to undertake an audit? So um, we've attended the Community First Yorkshire network meetings, and this isn't a plug for Community First Yorkshire, it just happens to be exactly what happened. <laughs> um, so the one that this came from was in January in 2018 at Middleton and Naslerby. Um, and there was just an item on the agenda for doing energy efficiency audits. It wasn't for uh, renewables specifically, it was more around energy usage at village halls. And as part of that meeting, um, a document was handed out, um, which has come from the NEA, which is the National Energy Action Group. And it was just called Energy Efficiency in Community Buildings. It's available on Google. You can do a search for that and find it. And it was a really useful, it was after the meeting, I read it through, and it was a really useful document set out the sort of things to look for, things like, you know, how many heaters, what are they driven by, you know, gas, oil, yeah. whatever, how many windows, how many taps, how many sinks, how many toilets, da, 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 da. so lots of questions like that in, in a structured checklist. Uh, and uh, I guess there were three reasons why I thought we should do one at Terrington. Uh, one is it may actually make the building warmer because yes. the main hall is a big space and it's very difficult to heat, especially like in the a, Like a lot of our halls, I think. And if uh -huh. you've got gentle yoga and things like that, it exactly, soon comes noticeable yeah. with the user, doesn't it? If it's not warm enough, yeah. Uh, second reason was it might, it might help cut the bills, although I had no idea really what our bills actually were at the time. Um, and the other thing was, even if it did none of those two things, it would improve my own understanding of what we've actually got at the village hall in terms of, you know, what's oil driven, what's gas driven, um, what could we possibly improve in those areas, that sort of thing. So those are the three reasons um, that we wanted to do it, really. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's great. And I think that last point as well about um, improving your own knowledge as well and getting a better understanding of your, your hall and how energy relates to that is, is really, really important. How long did it take to do? So it took, it probably took longer than it would take other people to do because uh, <laughs> I tend to try and adapt checklists and do them my own sort of way and then uh, probably spend too long doing the preparation and that sort of thing. That's just the way I am. Um, so the preparation did take me the longest because um, there were, a f having read through the, the thing from the NEA uh, document, there were a few extra questions I wanted to put in or a few areas that I knew didn't apply to us, so I took those out. But the main reason for doing more prep was I knew that most of the initial answers, like whether we'd got cavity wall insulation and stuff like that, which I didn't know the answers to, there was one trustee in particular who, who knew a lot of this stuff, who would know a lot of this stuff, and I didn't want to waste their time. I wanted to answer everything I could do myself like how many windows have we got I can quite easily count those <laughs> uh, but I want so I wanted to do a lot of prep myself so that I wasn't wasting the time of the person or the people who whose input I was dependent on really um, so I guess 
I guess it took me about an hour or two just to go through. It's not not a long time, just an hour or yeah. two to go through the checklist and adapt it. And then I did a a walk round of the village hall on my own, just doing lots of counts. Um, and that probably took I don't know half an hour to an hour. Um, and then I had arranged a meeting with the other trustee and just me and this other person um, just filled in the blanks really. Um, uh, but in doing that, there, there were quite a few things that the other person didn't know the answer to that I had found out. <laughs> so it was quite a good discussion. It probably took about an hour. And as part of that, sort of without thinking about what the improvement should be, we were just naturally talking about, oh, we ought to really put a timer on that, or we ought to really do this, or we ought to. So I just we just scribbled all that down onto the checklist. And then I went, so, that, so it took about an hour, maybe. I then wrote that up uh, with the initial list of what we thought we probably ought to do and sent that out to the committee. So that, again, took about another hour or so. Um, so it took a while in terms of from start to finish the number of days and weeks it took to get to from starting to finish in, but it probably wasn't much more than four or five hours altogether. Okay, that's uh, that's really that's really useful to know. And I was going to ask you how you'd uh, how you'd sort of found that process, and you've touched on this a little bit. So you you were saying in your first answer that um, partly it was to prove your own knowledge. So did you find it hard? Was there any of the terminology you didn't understand, or actually, as someone who's come to this as, as um, quite new and quite fresh, was it fairly simple to sort of yeah, follow yeah. through and I mean, the, so the NEA document uh, is a mixture of uh, a checklist, yeah. uh, questions, literally the questions like how many windows have you got, how many fluorescent lights are there, how many LED lights are there, blah, 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 blah. So, you know, all of that is fairly straightforward and logical and makes sense. Um, but it also includes lots of information about the different sorts of heating and uh, the various different technologies of lighting and what their energy efficiency and usage is right so a lot of that I didn't know before and but you don't have to necessarily know it <laughs> um, but it was just in the documents so it was interesting to learn a little bit more about it um, uh, but in terms of actually doing the audit um, it was fairly straightforward and logical and Good. didn't require any particular knowledge really Oh, that's that's really good to know. And um, I was going to mention this at the end as well, but in case anybody's listening and are thinking, oh, yes, I'm interested in doing this. If you go to the Community First Yorkshire website, there is more information on there about conducting your own audit and a link to the documents Dave's talking about as well. Um, you did mention about timers and things like that. What were your sort of key findings from doing the audit? Yeah, well, there was, not, there was nothing too spectacular in that sense. It's not like we revamped everything. Uh, and went from an old clunky approach to a brand new, you know, shiny new thing. Um, so most of the finding, findings were that a lot of what we've got is okay. So we already have cavity wall insulation. We already have double glazing. We've already got a reasonably new boiler, blah, 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 blah. You know, so in that sense, the findings reassured us that we weren't yeah. massively away from where we probably realistically should be. Um the other uh, consideration, not really a finding, but the other consideration is we don't really have huge energy bills anyway. So uh, just, for example, I've broken them down just before this call. So oil, which is the main central heating driving thing, it's an oil-based boiler, does most of the hot water. That's about £600 a year. 
the main hall is heated by gas heaters and that's about 400 pounds a year in a normal year it's not been the same for the last yeah <laughs> the last year um, an electricity bill which is lights and power and we've got some immersion heater driven hot water that was about 800 pounds so the reason i mention all that is it sort of constrains what's justifiable to spend to make a saving if you're going to spend four grand to make a 10 percent saving on a 400 pound bill it's you know what what's the point really yeah. um so there were lots of small things that came out of it things like we've got a lot of old bulbs that aren't energy saving bulbs there were no reflector sheets behind the radiators um what one thing was that the actual main front door slammed shut so it was often propped open to avoid it slamming shut when people join meetings and that just made it really cold so yeah. we fixed the slammer on the door, you know, the the uh, the damp, you know, the damping automatic yeah. clothes thing, which was about a ten pound fix, <laughs> and it meant the front door could stay shut more. It's just simple things like that. But we did do, you know, there were a few things where we got an immersion heater that drives the hot water in the toilets, um, and it's just a simple on-off switch. And if people left it on, and when we went after a meeting to lock up and check everything that turned off if you couldn't do that quickly you sometimes found the immersion had been left on so we just put a time on it with a boost button so you push the button you get an hour's heat an hour's heating and then it turns itself off which again isn't rocket science but it was we hadn't got that so for the sake of whatever that was 100 pounds for a timer to be fitted uh we just fitted a few timers and then we put i mean just simple things like putting signage up so if people didn't know to turn the radiators on because they didn't know where the button was, we just put signs up to say this radiator is driven by a button in that room, press the, you know, and then put signs up near the buttons to say what it did. Uh, so, again, you could argue, you know, as that come out of the energy audit itself, it, it did, <laughs> but it's not, it wasn't changing anything particularly. Um, I mean, one one relatively big thing we did was we, we had some old gas heaters in the main hall and we, we already had a sort of plan if you like to, to replace them at some point we just brought that forward um so that again was triggered by the energy audit that we did but it was already it had already been discussed as something we would have to do at some point but we just we yeah. just out to the audit yeah i think i think the what you're sort of touching on there dave is really important you've mentioned all those little changes that you've made that you've noticed because they're almost so little that they kind of go under the radar a bit don't yeah. they and it was the big one the the one with changing your um your radiators wasn't it that you you already knew about but all those little things they they do make a difference they do they do add up yeah. um in terms of like your um i mean i know you said a little bit about your energy bills there but in terms of your groups and things like that do you think that these changes that you've made have you seen a benefit to them so again we've not, we've not we've not directly measured this really which is a bit of a weakness we should have thought when we were doing the audit we ought to really have thought well how can we measure whether this actually has made a difference or not um so it's definitely true that the new heaters in the main hall have heated the main hall quicker Good. you know you, you you turn the heaters on and within a quarter of an hour the space is warm whereas before it was like half an hour so uh, just from a practical perspective those heaters are better um the signage is clearly better and there's a few people have said that they were happy that we'd put this notice up because they've never known how to turn the radiator on in the kitchen so that that definitely uh, and the door doesn't slam anymore and doesn't need to hey. open <laughs> so um you know, we, we, we will have saved a bit of energy as well by using more efficient bulbs and more efficient heaters. But because we didn't 
other than the headline numbers I mentioned about what the bills were, we don't know enough about what actually consumes the energy. We haven't done a proper detailed understanding of, you know, how much of the electricity is lights and how much of it is in the winter and how much of it is actually the immersion heater, that sort of thing. We haven't properly done an analysis of what the actual costs are. And then with COVID shutdown, we've not been able to do any sort of yeah. light, light comparisons anyway since, really. It'd be a little bit a little bit difficult until you get some sort of normality going again. So do you think that would be something for the future then that you'd look at a more sort of detailed understanding and breakdown of where yeah, exactly your energy usage we've, is? We've tried to, yeah. We tried to sort of just, just using, um, you know, like a, an immersion eater is so many kilowatts, it's running for so long, how much would that cost at a standard unit price of an energy unit and just doing that sort of analysis without even knowing your own bills you can see how much you might be saving if it's previously been on for three hours and now it's only on for one um but in terms of actually drilling into our numbers our real numbers and understanding the consumption of what's actually driving the driving the cost we haven't really done that yet i mean from talking to you this all sounds like um uh a fairly simple, easy thing for someone to do if it's something that they're considering for their halls. It doesn't sound too much to me like there's anything you would have done differently or any challenges. If someone was considering this, um, would you recommend doing it to them as a first sort of step of thinking about their energy use and how their hall works? Well, yeah, I mean, even even just from that, having a better understanding of what you've actually got is, is worth doing. Um, uh, so... In terms of yeah, in terms of what I don't think we'd do anything particularly differently. That document that we got from the uh, networking meeting is definitely a very good input starting point. Um, I think it, the the two challenges that I would probably expect to happen, and what we had was, if you hadn't if we hadn't got that one person who knew most of our answers, then you clearly that's going to be more difficult than if you do have somebody that knows at least a lot about, you know, what, which buttons to press that do what, you know, how do you heat the water in the toilets, for example, in the, in the, in the hand basins. So if you've got somebody that, that knows that you have, you have, you're most of the way there really, because a lot of it's just recording what you've got and then thinking how you can make it better. Um, and then there are still some things that we haven't done. For example, just a practical thing like how do we check how good the insulation is in our four meter tall suspended ceiling in the main hall? We've stuck our heads up through a few of the panels, um, but we've not done a proper check of how good that insulation really is. So, but it's not it's not necessarily a technically hard thing to do. It's just it's just getting around to doing it, and it's. Yeah. Especially with it being, you can't really access our ceiling with with ladders. It's a it's a big scaffold platform thing you have to set up. Um, but in terms of you know the difficulty of doing it, it's 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 pretty easy, really straightforward stuff. Um, so I, d- I definitely recommend doing it if if people don't already know what they've got in terms of you know how many of which sort of heaters have you got and roughly how old are they and that sort of yeah. thing. Thank you, Dave. That's been really, really useful. And I think um, a lot of people who listen to this and perhaps read as well will um, <clears throat> really appreciate hearing how you found that. Um, if you are a hall and you would like further information, um, please visit our website, www.communityfirstyorkshire.org.uk for further information support. And you'll find lots of information there about all aspects of running your hall. Thank you very much, Dave. OK, thank you. Take care. Bye.